playoffs, lads. We're back. Hello. We're back. Hello, Adam. Hey. Welcome how you guys back. been? Thank we'll you very be much. Formed. You know, I'm I'm feeling very, very good. And thank you for welcoming me back, lads. Uh, because obviously semester is done, which means to get some money, I am back at the LCBO warehouse, lifting those boxes all day, getting covered in booze from broken bottles, bruises all over my body. It's 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 a rough time. So I've been too tired to watch a lot of hockey, but I'll tell you this weekend. I finally got to watch some pretty damn good hockey games. I'm very excited to talk about them today with my good friends. Yeah, so you're, you're saying from this experience, you're becoming the Luke Shen of the LCBO. Yes. What does that mean? Just the, the toughness, the grit. I wouldn't describe myself as tough any day of the week. Yeah, but you got the bruises to show for it. You got so the bruises. You're, you're defending you the company by cleaning up those broken bottles. Well, you kind of have to. You can't really. They mm-hmm. faded a bit over the weekend, but it was like my arms are just covered on them. Like, That's it's, something it's, Luke would say. He's like, why do you do that? Because I yeah, have and I'm going to chirp Pat Maroon and say he's irrelevant. What a freaking chirp, by the way. Did anyway, you say that? Yeah, I did. That's what <laughs> Brandon Hago got so upset about. Man. Uh, it's going to be even worse coming from a guy you want the cup with, too. With yeah. Pat Maroon and Luke Shen. But that, I yeah. thought it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Hockey, though. We should talk about, to open, obviously, the Toronto Maple Leafs have taken a 2-1 series lead, stealing, stealing a game in Tampa. And again, they probably didn't deserve to win, but that doesn't matter in the playoffs. Obviously, behind us, Daniel still has the 2021 playoffs (laughs) background. Uh, It makes sense, 2-1, 2-1 lead, 2021, there we go. Mm -hmm. It makes sense uh, all these years later. They were just two years behind the plan. Uh, Morgan Riley gets the OT winner towards the end of the first overtime period. I think we were all concerned it was going to go when we all wanted to watch the other games that were going on. Um, but anyway, gentlemen, story of the game, I would say, is uh, Austin Matthews fought. No, no, I'm just kidding. No. It was a big storyline, but... Um, I, I mean, mean it, I mean, we can call it a fight. <laughs> was it much of a fight? It was more sure. of a, a brouhaha, I think you That's a great way of describing I like that. But it, it was the the like spark it. of hatred that we really needed. These were two teams praised, but the Leafs have gotten all tough and such with Luke Shen and, and Tampa are these nasty boys. And then we really saw the nasty get real nasty last night. I am sure that Tampa crowd, because I was listening to the games on mute because I listen to music, so I want to listen to commentary. I'm sure that Tampa crowd was thrilled that it was Morgan Riley that happened to get the goal too. Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. I'm sure they were. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but first, impressions of the game, my two Leafs fans' friends. How do you um, feel about it? You know what? I, I We were having this brief discussion before the podcast, so I'll, I'm going to repeat it, and then I'll expand on it a little bit, too. Um, obviously, game – we. I don't know if we're going to talk about game two, but they've absolutely blew it, – it was, it was game one, but the opposite. Yes. Um, but I, I would say – Deep down, like games, the game three win feels so much better than the game two win, even though like the score was so tight, the game was pretty tight. And to me, it's because they didn't deserve to win that game. Um, and in the playoffs, they that that hasn't happened to them often or really ever. Um, they and I think you can and the the reason I bring that up is because I just think that's that's ha- that happens to every team. Um, I saw 
I saw a Norman Powell quote recently talking about the, the Raptors run. And he was talking about how like, yeah, they got lucky. Uh, you know, the, 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 the Kawhi shot clay and clay Thompson and uh, Kevin Durant being out in the finals. Like there's just things that happen. And that's why this one feels good because like, man, the last time I remember the Leafs winning a game, they really didn't deserve to win was probably game four against, against Columbus where they were down late. Jason Spezza had to fight someone and, um, and they came back. Um, So to me that, that sums up the game for me. Like it's such a good, it's a, it's a fun, it doesn't change. Like, again, like they're up three, two, or they're up two, one in the series. Uh, but I, I I really enjoy that win because they didn't deserve to win it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. When I watched it, I did mention to you guys before it that I got to go to the Tickle Toad, you know, a local establishment here in Vaughan. And watching it with a very passionate crowd, I think, a very respectful crowd, um, just a collective mix of emotions, how the game went, where... You had the early goals, um, Samsonov, I don't know, like I, that second goal I really didn't like because he hit it himself in. Um, he was getting basically shelled for the, the quite a huge portion of the game. And then there's a stretch where the Leafs had two shots in 10 minutes and I was worried. Uh, when they kind of got to like those last minutes, yeah, I, I liked that they kind of collected themselves. Uh, they were okay with that and then they were just putting it on net on Vasilevsky and that did help with both the tying goal and the winning goal um yeah it just it is crazy like Alex like you you've mentioned yeah it just feels like the Leafs stole that game in a way um I know a lot of people are comparing that to the Montreal Toronto series where there was that one game where they're like oh Toronto should have won and then Montreal got that goal in overtime and Game so six early. or game yeah, five? Game six. I think it's game five. Yeah, Adam, was that the spin around one? You might be thinking of well, there was well. Don't forget in both five and six, Montreal like controlled most of the game. They blew yeah. leads, and then it was game six was the one where Price stopped like all of the overtime, and then it was the Sandine one when it was the Galchenyuk was game five yes, giveaway yes. on Tijuana. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So one of them. I don't, I don't remember. I tried to forget that. It may be game six. I, yeah. I just. That was the more when they took over the overtime because I remember because I was at that game. I try to forget that series. <laughs> I don't. It was the <laughs> I, last time I was really happy as a half show. I guess my impre- my overall impression was I was worried because the amount of collapses the Leafs had defensively, uh, the amount of shots they were they were allowing in their own end, a lot of the game playing in their own end, especially crucial points in the game, and for them to come back, I don't know. It just feels miraculous. I'll say that. I'll leave it there. Well. <laughs> Obviously, these games aren't on TSN, but the TSN turning point to me was not the Morgan Riley Braden point stuff, which we'll get to in a second here. I I think the you talk about luck. I think that disallowed goal, uh, the quick whistle, I think was the turning point for me. Because sure. let's be honest, that would have been the dagger. Like Tampa in the group, one of our many group chats. Will Baldwin was going on about like Tampa needed to win that game, depending on. Braden Point is not 100%. Like, he just isn't. Neither so, is Victor Hedman. No, God, no. And you know what? By the way, shout out to him because I thought he was really good last night. But he's – whenever Cernak comes in because he will play this series because it's Tampa, he won't be 100%. Um, 
you know, Tampa or like Tampa needed to sort of get that win. And you look that they were trying to give everything they could and they just couldn't get it done. If there's a turning point in the series for sure, because I think game one and two at this point were just kind of washes and this was the first real yeah. battle. If this series turned, it to me is because of that moment. I'm not discrediting the win because in the playoffs, no one in five years is going to remember that. They're just going to remember the score of the game. Right. Um, so there is the incident in the third where Morgan Riley and Braden Point do come together. Initially, it was called a major for boarding upon review. Um, it was just a, if the boards weren't there, if that was more open ice, you know what? Braden Point is fine. Nothing happens there. But I think it was just because of where it was close to the boards. I think the Tampa players and Amelia were like, we got to stick. You know, they see Braden Point on the ice. He's in pain. They go from there. Um, in the ensuing, as uh, uh, what I call a uh, brouhaha, <laughs> um, for the first time as Sportsnet stats put out, for the first time in NHL history, two 60 goal scorers had a scrap, if again we call it that, between Steven Samkos and Austin Matthews. Nikita Kucherov goes out there and just tackles Morgan Riley um, to the point where all those players end up basically getting five minutes. Uh, but then because of an extended stretch, they were in the box for about nine minutes. Um, just pure, pure bedlam. And I said this to Alex before the show started. I actually want to give credit to the refs here because the fact that Toronto came out of that entire situation on the power play, I was waiting for it to be four on four for some reason. Like I just, I was waiting for it. So I'll give them credit there. And, you know, I, I will say, let's be honest. There was that, I think it was the Patrick Maroon board in overtime. They didn't call, but you know, everyone was relating it to Kyle Clifford, but I, I will say in that sequence, again, they reviewed it. They made the right decision. I'll give credit to the refs there. Obviously I wasn't here for the first episode of the playoffs where officiating was a big talking point, And we're going to talk about it a little later when we get to LA, but I, I, I want to give, I want to give a shout out to the refs there because I don't think we're going to give them a lot of positives, you know, uh, the the for the rest of uh, the playoffs or probably ever again. Yeah, probably. Um, where was I going to go? Sorry, uh, were you I, talk I got about lost. Maybe Sheldon uh, pra- praising Tampa's ability. No, to I mean, the refs? okay. If you're not posting the full quote, stop, <laughs> please, <laughs> guys. Like, you told me about this before we started recording. I think you should say it here. So I saw a crypto bro, Chris, Chris Johnson. I gotta say it. I gotta say it. We started it. Uh, Adam started it. We're gonna continue it. Um, posted the full quote. I, I'm not sure the context of the of the question, but uh, I guess they were talking about the the. Um, the uh Steven Samkos, Austin Matthews, Bruhaha. Um name of the episode. Pardon? Bruhaha. Name of the episode. Yeah. Bruhaha, yeah. And it's just the picture of them fighting. Um yes. or I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um and he essentially talked about like managing the officials and like uh Stamkos talking to the ref while also literally holding Austin Matthews. And the entire and it's a pretty long answer and literally at the end of the answer uh keith praises the tampa bay lightning for doing that but no one else i saw and i haven't been on twitter a lot so maybe i I, i've missed it but i briefly went on last night to see some of the quotes and i feel like i no one really talked about how sheldon keith 
praised um sorry praise the i'm assuming we all saw the same elliot friedman tweet um mm-hmm. uh praise the tampa bay lightning for it so i don't know why we're not including that in the in the tweet and i think he's pretty spot on like that's a part of their success that's a part of all, a lot of teams success and call it a bad thing call it a good thing it's just the reality of the situation and mm-hmm. and it's something they're good at and they take advantage of it you know who else is really good at it the boston freaking bruins and they take yeah. advantage of it all the damn time and they should it's available to them the ref the referees allow it to happen they take advantage of it i don't blame anyone for doing that at all i i'm not going to do that it's not recent either. I mean, I, I hate to bring in PTSD to certain Leafs fans here, and this obviously happened six years before I was born. Uh, at this point, you know, Daniel was just coming out of university. I'm kidding, Daniel. I'm kidding. Um, but in 1993, if we look at that LA Kings Toronto series and, you know, yeah. the high stick, who's the first one talking to the referee in that play? It's Wayne Gretzky. Right. Um, I, I wonder why and what happened. Uh, the, the greats the greats do it, man. The, the greats do it. Um, so, you know, once Marner Matthews starts signing some sticks to Wes McCauley. If you're yeah. Really oh, <laughs> conspiracy theory. I, I, I don't know if it's much of a <laughs> conspiracy theory, more so a f- fact. Um, I will say, I, I guess we, we mentioned the goaltending too. And I guess just to bring that up again, uh, Samsonov did not have a good first period. Uh, and, and then really came back to uh, make some really important saves um in the second in the third and and in overtime i think he came up really clutch and i don't i don't want to i this is going to come off really harsh and i i i don't feel bad at all um but i think if the difference between jack campbell and Ilya samsonov if you could sum it up into a, a a game i would argue it's that one um i think he led in a few soft goals daniel you brought up the second one i'd argue a couple i'd argue almost all three of them he could have had um, kind of um but comes out of this comes out in the second period uh makes some really really good saves same in the third and, and really in overtime uh for a team who at points especially in the third period looked quite lethargic and played with a lack of urgency um really really stood up for for that and considering his performance in the first period and i mean considering his poor performance in the first game um i think for a goalie to regain his confidence um that quickly i think is going to be really crucial in in this series and it just wasn't something we had last year i think for me it was I guess a, a sign of growth and maturity on his end where he was able to bounce back like that. Um, the one thing I always like to see it as with a goalie performance like that, if he's had a rough first period is you're not going to make it perfect, but you're going to get the job done. Um, I really do believe that he did hold his own for Toronto. Um, not the prettiest saves every time, uh, but he, he was, he was getting shelled quite a bit, uh, especially towards the end. Uh, I liked what I saw there. I liked that there was this rally from Toronto and it did come from Samsonov first. Um, I, I just hope they don't have to keep doing that every single game in the series. Uh, right. But I like that 
it's like that safety valve right there that it's it's there inherently for them moving forward. Listen, listen here, guys. Game four is the difference between a three one series lead and a two two series going back home. That may be common sense, obviously, but uh, listen. Um, n- next game tomorrow, I'm assuming is one of this. Does yep. that make sense? Uh, maybe the biggest game of the biggest Leafs game in history since, since 2021. No, 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 no. It was 2021. That was since 2004. No, but there's a different vibe here. There's a different sort of. There's a confidence in the city right now. Game seven, I think. I don't know against game seven against Montreal. I don't know if there was quite a confidence as there were. Obviously, I was on the other side of the fence there. Yeah, Um, but game five and six, and the least didn't have Luke Shen at the time. Okay, all right. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate you bringing up Luke Shed, man. I I love that guy. I love it. Okay, I've already said in the text, but I want to say it here on the show. He's probably my favorite Leaf of all time. Luke Shen? Yes, I believe it. Like it, I, I believe it. But okay. <laughs> I, I know, I know you're being genuine. I know you're not lying. Okay. I'm the not. Amount, like the I amount you be... talk about Luke Shen, I, I don't think Daniel it. knows how to lie. I know that oh. that too. Um, no, I just, I just the look on his face. Just also, are we going to talk about how like similar he looks to Nick Kiprios? Can we bring? Can we talk? Yeah, about that? that's been brought even at the draft. <laughs> I, 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 I noticed it last night, and now I can't unsee it, and I think it's a huge problem. <laughs> and, uh, and and somehow they both have the same sort of full no no not full set of hair, but you know somehow Kippers is still the same color. I mean, they had seemed kind of like similar grit. I mean, like no. also when. Kiprius was playing bit, a little bit, yeah, yeah. the fighter in him. You know, we should talk about before we go to any other series, uh, obviously, because this happened between this happened. I believe it was three minutes after you guys finished recording last episode. Uh, Michael Bunting has been suspended for three games, so uh, he could be back for game five at the earliest. The Alex um, prophecy has come true. Now, listen, My pro- what prophecy? Sorry, or just kind of like this might be the end of Michael Bunting in Toronto. Oh. Yeah, I still stand by that. Yeah, I mean, knives looked pretty good, so I mean, yeah, that's still good, guess, assist, good assist. Yeah. So okay, let's talk about this. Um, listen, I'll just quickly give my thoughts on the hit because I wasn't around. Uh, listen, uh, I I think you can try and get away with a lot in this league, but um, elbowing up is not one of those things you can get away with. Uh, not when listen, you have that reputation. No, no. I mean, like, there's players who can get away with it. But I mean, we we talked about it. It's like he he. Everyone knew they were looking for him. Yeah, he got frustrated. Like that was just undeniable. And I think the straw here is the fact that Cernak has not played since. Uh, I thought it was going to uh, be two games. I'm not going to lie, but I I think in this scenario, I it is more than I thought. But I still think I think three games is justified. It is yeah. also a bit much the fact that if we believe how they wait, this would technically if you believe the Brian Burke standard, this would be six regular season games, which is a I didn't know he wasn't a repeat of that. Sorry, I thought Bunting was a repeat offender. Apparently no. he's not. No. So a bit much, yes. Yeah. However, man, it, it it was the worst kept secret in the league. They were looking for him. And he, and he gave him knew. it. He Everyone gave it knew. to him. Everyone like, knew. How many millions of dollars did that elbow cost him? Multiple. Like, many. is that the most expensive infraction we've ever like since 
What was what, what do you Probably. think is going to cost more money? This or like Rafi Torres's career with that like game? Like what was the half oh, a year yeah. suspension he got? Yeah. Maybe that one. Like yeah. that, this might that be the most win. expensive like suspension incidentally ever. Because yeah, of what it he could affect his, his free agent stuff. Like this is insane. Listen, I, I think it was on the fence if he was coming back or not next year. Um, and I said it last episode. Like I, I just I, I don't see how he's coming back. Like you've the Leafs have been have found guys who were able to essentially replace what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, which is f- get the puck and feed it to Matthews and Marner. And his name is Callie Yarncrook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's then, still very strange that he, he wasn't on that line for game one, by the way. Oh, oh the lines were a nightmare. I that yeah. that that game one, let's pretend I'm I'm gonna pretend it like it never happened because that pissed me off so much. Everything yeah. about that game. Um but yeah, I just I I don't necessarily agree with the I with the um because Cernak hasn't played I don't think in the history like the NHL has ever done that um I don't know why they're gonna why they would start now though if that's taken into consideration yeah. you know what I mean like they've never taken into consideration the injury of another player they've actually been quite clear in saying that they don't do that I just I don't know then a note that they should yeah should they though? What if you hurt a player? It'd be thing in your suspension. Yes, because then yeah. I don't think so. I don't. I, I think that's say. a. Da- I think that's a. That's a. Well, I think it's a crazy you, line to cross because, in the case of, there's been plenty of cases where, well, then okay, then Matt Dumba's getting suspended. Man, because he's uh, because I, he's late uh, and because he was because uh, he was late, yeah. so it was two minutes. I would argue. But, but because way, of the injury, he should be suspended. That's a like hit that's that. legal, but it probably shouldn't be, by the way. Like that was that was uh Well, it wasn't legal, it was late. Yeah, but what I mean is by by like standards today, that is technically in a way illegal. Like, you know, it's just I, that type of hit shouldn't mean the game for me. What I mean is like, listen, maybe do case by case because accidents can happen. Like, but like I think that's I was a- thinking about playoff suspensions and I was thinking like Mark Shifley. The concussion he gave Jake Evans, and knowing sure. that Shifley was going not not to concuss, but definitely to inflict pain. Yeah, I think should have been in it, right? So I yeah. I do think to a point, if you're throwing a high elbow, the fact that the player is injured, I personally think agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be just nice if, in general, player safety had some sort of consistency to them. Well, case by case basis, you're talking about the NHL, baby. Yeah, that, 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 I was actually I was thinking about like Gary Bettman saying case by case. I I hate well, I hate lawyers so much. That's the thing about listening to John Cooper talk. I'm like, yeah, there's a lawyer. There's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even as the yeah, uh, like well, I mean, not not lately, but I mean, he's had those reactions where it's like it is what it is kind of thing. Where, but you know, he he's he's shown the hockey emotion a lot more. I think as he's gotten in, more into this job. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Okay. Let's talk about some other series here. Rangers, New Jersey. It was all uh, it was all New York to start the series. Uh, game three, Akira Schmidt comes in, basically um, backstops New Jersey to get the win. Uh, I'm not gonna lie; I had a hard time paying attention to this game in particular because I was split screening the Leafs in this game, and obviously the game that ended up going to overtime and had a, you know, Matthew Stamkos fight sort of took my attention away mm-hmm. from it. I like to, okay. Before we get to this, I just like to point out something I wanted to say about that fight. 
Yeah. It was a trial by combat of the adopted Ontario son, Austin Matthews, taking it away from the real Ontario son, Stephen Stamkos. Uh, I saw some people yelling, Markham, stand up. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Stand up. Markham, stand up. Stand up. <laughs> so let's talk about Jack Hughes for a second here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Jack Hughes. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Mm-hmm. That man needs to hit the gym this summer. And he needs to fill out that body because he is being beat up at every... Like, Keandre Miller actually stole his lunch money last night. Like, that $8 million he's making this year, four of that's going to Keandre Miller. That was tough to watch. Keandre Miller was like six foot. I'm always going to remember that photo of Keandre Miller and Cole Caulfield together in university. (laughs) Come on, though. Come on. Yeah, where's that contract, by the way? Can we get that done? Uh, But anyway, yeah, like, like, or Q's... I, I think that's been the the series for the entire like the entire series. I think that's been like the the name of the game. Like I just I don't want to say they've been outclassed. I don't know that's the word in the doc. I don't know if I would say they're they've been outclassed per se, but I would say they've been um outmuscled. And I think yeah. that's and and like it or not sh- Things change in the playoffs, um, and and I think you know bringing in Timo Meyer was was a a, mo- a good move for the for the Devils uh, when it comes to size, but I think at the end of the day, what's also going to help, and and I think this contributes to the reason, and I know Adam, you said it a couple episodes ago that they're just not the, it's just not their year. I think it will be their year when their guys you know develop. Like Jack Hughes is what twenty one. 22. Can't be can't be much older than that. It's twenty nineteen, so yeah, he's twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, like he's still yeah. really young, and I think he's like you said, like he's just got to put on some muscle. He's got to um, be able to, you know, win some puck battles. Like I just felt, that I after I watched those games, I felt they were really easy to beat in front of the net. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. on both sides, like I just felt if New York was standing in front of Vanacek or Schmidt, it was just easy, and like they just need to move those guys out of the way. And I didn't think they do it did a great job at doing that. I'm just gonna go back to what I said before about the series. Um, but like you said, like they were not outclassed, but it's more of the Rangers are more proven. Uh, I think they have a better understanding of. Like we said, they're more battle-tested. So I think when it came to the acquisitions, they came to what they needed to use in the playoffs, they went out and got that a lot more. And it just complemented things a lot better. I think with the Devils, again, they're here for the first time in quite some time. Um, you know, Jack Hughes wasn't there the last time they made the playoffs. And they're still figuring things out. Um, they will eventually get there. I love their core, but it's just... The, the difference between a team that they know what it takes to get there, they've realized the failures, or not the failures, but at least the shortcomings in the playoffs compared to a team that still kind of find its way. You know, I, I think there's two things here is right now the New Jersey Devils are built and play a regular season brand of hockey. Um, again, you have to learn lessons in the playoffs, and a lot of the times that comes from losing. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. I'm pretty sure wasn't Nico Heischer a rookie in that series versus Tampa Bay all those years ago? Yep. And yes. How funny is that, Denning? And well, MVP that was, Taylor Hall. That's what I mean. Yeah, he was yes. a rookie centering MVP Taylor Hall at the time. 
Um, it's really, it is we funny to also say that we're saying all this about New Jersey after they do win in overtime. Yeah, but yeah, they, they they did get the win. But I mean, the Rangers are just such a. They're just some beefy boys. Just some absolute units. Big, beefy, fun, just playoff boys. They're men. They got some good men. As Mike Babcock would say, got some good <laughs> hockey from, men. From there. good families. Good okay, family. my I, I don't know what that means, man. Man, I just, I love it. Um, Yeah, again, I, I don't know if you guys want to say anything else. Again, this is the only bit of their hockey. I have personally been able to watch and I hate it because the first round is so much fun, but um, it's, it still looks to me that it's still New York series uh, to lose right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but Hey, also great story of Akira Schmid. Yeah. I I was gonna, I was gonna say, I thought that was an interesting move. Taking oh, yeah. I know Vanacek did like clearly this, did not. This have was the Keith Kincaid move, I think, from the last time they made the playoffs. He started over Corey Schneider, first rookie to start a playoff game for the Devils since Daniel Martin Brodeur. I don't know who that is, but I bet he's big. <laughs> um, do you think they go back with him in Game Four? I would be so mad if they didn't. Like right. Mackenzie yeah. Blackwood, come up, no. No, I mean, is he like, injured? Like, what am I? Why isn't cares? he playing? There's like a car- they had a carousel for, but like Nico Dawes like, was also. No, in there. I know, I know. Like, yeah. like Lindy Ruff was like, you know, we're confident with all three goalies, but I mean, it's the playoffs. Who gives a crap about development or or getting guy? You go with the hot hand, and the hot hand is a Kirschman. Like you have to play him. No, but opinion. why did he play in the first place? That's you know, why I feel like I he guess... deserved it. He didn't. Uh, no. Well, Vanek no, just... was was not. I guess they just yeah. they didn't like what they saw in the first few games, and it was a thing of like, listen, we're we had nothing to lose right now. We might as well just throw him in. I guess this is his fish taste of the playoffs too, right? Because he was always a backup in Washington. Yeah, that's yeah. Good point. That's a good point. Even even when he played in the playoffs, like you know, that's I can't remember was Vanek even good in the playoffs. I don't think he played, did he? No. Yeah, was it just Sam Soto? You know what I remember? Yeah. So I forgot he was on Seattle, but for like... 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 seconds. And then I traded... Uh, Vanacek, remember? Was he? And yeah. then he got traded back to Washington. Remember it was a whole... Oh, yeah. yeah! Yeah, I always thought that wasn't allowed, but whatever. Um. Also, I wonder, do you guys ever see a bit of similarities here between, you know, the Panthers of last year and the Devils right now? Um, in what way? Like the goalies? Not enough. No, not not even that. I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk about who should be starting the uh, today's game for for the Panthers in Boston. But I, I just saying like high flying thing, and maybe they're just not quite. They need a Kachuk type move. Like maybe yeah, Meyer is that, but I mean he needs to. If, if they can get him long term, maybe he needs a full season in the training camp because mm-hmm. I don't think he's been quite what they expected so far. But yeah. maybe it's just sort of like you see a very skilled team, but it just needs to be balanced a bit more right now. Uh, yeah, I, I could imagine. I think I just think they need to get a bit <laughs> funny coming from me. They need to get a bit tougher. Yeah, they do. And I think that's a huge fact, and and I think that may inevitably slow their game down a little bit. Just the way it is, like I think you look at uh, Tampa Bay, I think you look at um, the Leafs, I think you look at 
Boston. No, I wouldn't I call, it. but what? I got the I I know the move. Oh, okay, okay, listen. So as we know right now, um, is there really a spot for Alexander Holtz in the lineup? I don't know if there is. Um, is he going to be sort of the same type of player that you Stop. have, Alex? Why are you laughing? You have your nerve like. I already that. know. I already know. I already know. Let me get the phone. So, so Alexander Holtz would probably need a new home, but we know that a certain team outside the playoffs is willing to move one of their picks right now. So New Jersey can either use that to do whatever they want, but the big thing here is they also get a big boy forward who we know is huge in the playoffs. And that big boy who still has speed, but plays a playoff brand of hockey is Josh Anderson of the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> anyway. Hey, um, man, as long as they're good with him only scoring against the Leafs and once every 20 games, then I guess we're good. Hey, twice Am I wrong? every 20 games. Oh, it's one, twice, two twice. goal Sorry, performance. Josh. I apologize. Goes quiet. I apologize. Um, but yeah. Um, but so no, the playoffs. 17th overall pick in Josh Anderson for Alexander Holtz. Is that what you're yeah, I'd do it. suggesting? <laughs> yeah, of course you would do it. I would yeah. do it. Yeah. I, I think it's, whatever. But yeah. No, okay. You're not wrong. Um, and yeah, the Rangers are good. Uh, let's go to the other series that, um, you know, is looking a little lopsided. Can, sorry. Can fact- I just add some? <laughs> I've been thinking about this all morning. Sure. Next time, I, I guess game five, if when we get when they go back to New Jersey, can we fill it up with a little more red? It's oh. a little, it's not a little too much blue. Like, listen, I'm just saying, just let's fill let's fill that bad boy up with a little more red. Yeah, a little too much, no quit in New York in the potential <laughs> uh, I've heard that so many oh, times. Uh, so let's look at the Panthers and the Boston Bruins. Uh, out of respect, right now the Panthers do have a win in this series. However, they do lose game three. Patrice Bergeron didn't even travel with the team, mm-hmm. uh, with the Bruins. David Krejci did not play in game three. Um, Alex, why are you laughing? No, I just, it's wild. Their second they, line center. I, it, it's wild they won. Uh, was it Zaka and Coyle would have been their one-two punch, oh, yeah, maybe? Oh, true, yeah. I yeah. feel like Charlie Coyle. I don't know. When I think Charlie Coyle, I think third line. I mean, maybe. Well, again, yeah, uh, maybe so he gets moved I. up. So um, I, I just want to talk about this. So I texted our good friend and beat reporter, uh, for uh, covers the floor of the Panthers for five reasons sports, Mr. Alexander Baumgartner. I texted him yesterday and I'm like, Do you go Bobrovsky for game uh, game four? Uh, he said, Probably. Obviously, Alex Long gets pulled in game three. You know, maybe the match. I mean, that glove goal, that first goal from Taylor Hall was bad. Um, yeah. Before we get there, though, I, man, I did not know this. So before that game, there's obviously the shot of. Is it Sunrise Arena? No, it's in Sunrise. What's the arena called in Florida? Doesn't matter. Anyway, it's the shot of the arena, and there's like a highway on one side, right? Mm-hmm. And I am for a second, I'm like, ah, oh, it's like Ottawa. And then I see on the other side of the arena is this swamp, like this giant. So I think Steve Irwin's about to come out of there with some Crocs, right? Mm-hmm. And I text Alex, and I'm like, man, is at Baumgartner. I'm like, yeah. have there ever been any crocodile sightings after the game? I just thought it was really, really funny. There's just this giant swamp, swamp. and gators and pythons. I'm like, is this real? That's so funny. Nothing to do with hockey, but I really wanted to point out that there's just this giant swamp next to the arena. It's really funny. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, the Bruins are, are looking pretty good despite not having Pat. Wait, wait, did no. it, what did Bob Garner say about the, the crocodiles? 
sightings. Uh, he, yes, the whole thing. He's like, no, it hasn't happened, and there's some highways between, and and uh, oh, okay, it was okay. it was a whole thing. He was on his way, and he's like, oh yeah, my high school wasn't far from here. I was just, I was just so. He he was he was giving me you know when like someone's explaining something to you and you're hearing what they're saying, you understand the logic and what you're saying, but you're just so blown away by a fact yeah. that you're like it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I it's just amazing to me that I would not be surprised that after a pretty bad loss, you know, there's a crock or two in 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 the parking lot. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's why some players, you know, again, they like going to Florida. But maybe after the trade, Hubert, I was like, you know what? No, no Crocs on the golf course or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's just funny to me. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. I, I will. You know what's funnier than that, though, is that they won without Patrice Bergeron and David yeah. Krejci with no, like, oh, it's just disgusting in a good way. Like, come on. So much depth, like they're wingers. When you look at them, crazy. Petruzzi's been such a fit, and I, I hate it. I hate it. I knew I that was gonna it. fit. Like that was, yeah. you know. I always see like the the Bruins always do these types of deals where, or you see somewhere else. Like it's either you get these types of guys to counter the Bruins, or they fit perfectly on the Bruins. Do we Man. have anything to say? Oh, I get an answer from you guys here. Sorry. Yeah. Who do you start in Game Four? Sergey Bobrovsky. You go, Bob? Yeah, I, I think you have to go. I, th- You don't have to, but I think you go, Bobrovsky. You've seen, you've had like two conflicting games, uh, one win, two losses. Um, I think you have to see what you have. And you're either tied 2-2 or you're down 3-1. And and then it's, then, then you know what gets real, like, that they're they're a horse, man. Like they're talking about starting Jeremy Swayman in uh, Game Four. I saw. Are they? It was a conversation because wow. uh, they wanted to give all because Allmark's not a hundred percent either. Yeah, the, uh, the Bruins are sick. The, the, the Bruins are sick. They they got some they got some uh, you know what going around. Um, and they're talking about giving Swayman the start in Game Four because there's two days in between Game Four and Game Five. I think every series has one of those for whatever reason. Um, so you just give Allmark more time off. I don't know. Okay. Okay. For me, what I kind of think is if you get pulled in a game um, and you were already kind of shaky on if you're going to be the starter or not, you probably shouldn't start the next game. It is my opinion. Listen. Lyon's done his best to get them there. He's not the Panthers are in the playoffs at Knox for Alex Lyon. Yep. At some point, though, Bobrovsky and that ten million dollars, man. You, yeah, uh, we gotta get some wins out of you, buddy. Um, and it's just it is a shame that everything that's going on with Spencer Knight too. But I mean, like, listen, credit to the Panthers, they've got this far. I don't think they're winning the series again. My prediction in five is looking very good right now. Um, yeah, but honestly. hey, we'll see. There, I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to touch on with Florida and Boston? Or? I think they have to win Florida. If I don't think if Florida loses tonight, I don't think they take game five in Boston. That's so I, I think they have to win tonight to if they want to keep this series competitive, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think that if this is the difference between just ending your season in Boston or trying to keep up this hope for an upset, uh, they have to win this game. 
I think this is going to be the biggest difference maker for them in the series. Need a bit more from Barkov. Need a bit more. From All Barkov, season, I've been feeling that. that. Um, like he got bullied. He got he bullied. Got bullied. In the last game. There was a net front play. I forget which goal, and he it just felt like he got his lunch money stolen in front of him. Yeah. He can't have that. Yeah. Um, I had this whole bit ready. Um. Or... To introduce the Islander series and just start snoring. Um, then, <laughs> then the Islanders sort of scored like, what was it, four goals in like three minutes. <laughs> and, and I don't know what it is, but the curse of, of the, the Canes not being able to win on the road in the playoffs has returned. I, I Listen, I'm the only one here who took the Canes winning this series, which I still think is a little ludicrous from you guys. Probably. But I'm seeing at this point, I don't know how many games, but man, it really feels like the Kings have to win in seven now. I just, I don't understand how such a well-coached team, well-put-together team, I just, I just, I just don't understand what is wrong with, like, I think someone needs to do like a thesis or something why they can't do this on the road. What is happening? What's in the water? I I, I couldn't tell you. It's, it's, um quite odd that they can't win on the road but I, I didn't get to watch the entirety of of that game but I, I remember when I was watching game two one thing I noticed was um, I didn't think in game two when they lost um, when they lost in overtime I didn't think Sorokin had a particularly good game I think the goals he let in I think some of them he could he could have had and so I I'd imagine I, I thought he was he stood tall in, in this one mm-hmm. to me. And I think that was the big difference maker. And because you I, I would never bet on the Islanders scoring big, <laughs> big, big amount, a large amount of goals. Right. And so for for him to hold them to one goal, I think was was a huge part of that. But I don't know why the Hurricanes can't freaking score. Uh, can't win it went away. I, I don't get it. What am I missing? So, I feel like it's just been chipping away at that offense, right? Like, Svechnikov wasn't there. Uh, Rod Brendamore was very upset that Tero Teravainen is basically gone. Right. For the series. So it was already like we were shaky about what that offense is going to look like. I still think it's a quality forward core, but it just doesn't have two of those guys that were essentially your best wingers. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have watched five minutes of this entire series because obviously when I'm tired, I'm close to going to bed. I have I can either try and watch 10 minutes of the boxing game before I feel too tired to have to go to bed or watch a period of this series and I don't care enough to do that. Um, so I'm going to move on here. At least you can watch it today. Yeah, you watch Dave the time. Yeah. yeah. Are they the start. one o'clock game or yeah. is that Vegas? No, uh, Vegas was yesterday. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because we're gonna talk about it. yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm like great, fantastic, great way to start the day watching. Islanders and Hurricanes. Okay, let's start with the West and talk about Vegas. Okay, because this was yeah, this was a fun game. Uh, first off, I'd like to say that as much as as critical as we are of the Jets, and no matter how much I hate Mark Shively, I will say that the wideout is one of the best things in hockey. Oh, uh, watching cool. that game and that atmosphere was uh, very special. I originally I put here at four one. Will at least Winnipeg won a game in this series, being one game, oh, and yeah. then they almost come back and lose in heartbreaking fashion in overtime. On top of that, Josh Morrissey is done for the series. Tough for Winnipeg. I will say, however, uh, you know who's having a really really good series for Winnipeg? 
Like doing a bit of everything, scoring, not setting up Nick, plays, playing defense, playing tough. Not in the Keelers. Kyle Connor. No. <laughs> no, but do you, do you know who who is been, who? I think, maybe the Jets' best player? Dylan Sandberg. Not Dylan. Not last, Kyle, not last game. D- is, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, I know. that was a tough one. Uh, Kyle Connor, like Daniel said? No, or no, Not Kyle Connor, who finally scored. Blake yesterday. Wheeler? No, God. No. Oh. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Looking like his Columbus Lee series player, right? He's, yeah. been good. He's been real. Wait. He's going to look so good in the top save. Man, yeah. man, Doc, Caulfield, man. Dubois. I can't <laughs> wait. So I, good next year. I can't wait till he floats in a in a, in a a shift and just he, hears it. Marty won't let you think it. You think it was bad in Columbus when he floated during a shift? You're going to get harassed in two languages. I don't approve of the harassment, but you're going to get harassed in two languages. Yeah, I hope uh, this guy has no either. This guy has no idea what's coming for him or he is. He's going to be an absolute beauty in Montreal. Like it's one of two things. I'm going to say this as much crap as he gets and deservedly. So at times he has been he has been great. He has been so good for this team. And I think if you, you have a guy who, you know, is going to leave. Columbus fans probably wish of this when he's last few games, but he's giving everything to Winnipeg right now. Like he he is doing everything he can right now. So credit to him. Um, but on Vegas' side of things, Mark Stone was not good in game one because it's the first game he's played in um, oh, a long time the, in a blue moon. Yes. Um, but was great the rest of in game two and three, and so has in his first few playoff games, Jack Eichel. Playoff Jack. Eichel. Yeah, it's been solid. Very, like yeah. in his uh, playoff debut, uh, he's been getting the goals, staying healthy. But the real hero here, Leaf Legend, Michael Amadio. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Daniel. Thanks. So, um, um but that no, 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 no. We're not done. I'm not done. done. Um, yeah, man, Jack Eichel has been. I'm glad we finally get. It. Are we all not happy we get to see him in the yeah, playoffs finally? Yeah. Like Buffalo aren't. I don't care. I mean, they're on I, their truth, own. Truthfully, now. I do not care. Um, but it was, it was, dude, it was bad. Game one was bad for. Him. It was um, a, a dash. I remember waking up the next morning, looking at the score, and thinking, "What." Use me. That's like when um yeah. when I had my jaw surgery when uh, Dallas beat Vegas, and I remember seeing the series score and being like, "Is this the morphine, or did they really just <laughs> win in like five games?" What? Excuse me. That's yeah. how I felt seeing Winnipeg win Game One. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was wild. I, I I'm. This is an exciting series. It's an exciting series. I would say like the the three games uh, have been quite entertaining another series that was being done very dirty by some people but has been fun and i'm so pissed off i haven't been able to watch any of this dallas minnesota the battle of the north star i love it so much the deboer cassidy stuff has been not deboer cassidy Everson. sorry the uh the deboer yeah the deboer everson stuff we'll talk about this enough dean everson's a bastard eh oh and he looks <laughs> like creed Total bastard. Yeah, he does. I'm a few years older, but yeah. 
But uh, oh no, but he was already pretty old, wasn't he? Yeah, Creed. Yeah. For a second, I thought like Michael B. Jordan. No, uh, oh, yeah, I was confused no. too. I'm like, Creed looks from like the a office, boxer. Guys. Okay, yeah, got it, got it. Okay, Creed from the office. <laughs> Peter's different and a different ethnicity, and um, yeah. uh, man, I am happy that right now the Minnesota Wild are winning this series. No, I'm not happy about that because I have the Stars making the finals. But you know, um, what I'm happy about in this series mainly is that Minnesota are going in the right direction and they're picking the better goaltender because I think it cost them last year. Daniel, what do you think of the series? I know you're gonna do that. Um, ah! yeah, and, you know, Flurry admitted that, you know, he was shaky. He can't uh rely on his guys to just kind of bail him out of that. He was doing that in his post-game interviews. Um ah. honestly, okay, I, I'll say it this way. Gustafson, I've had him in my fantasy league, and he really did help me with the goaltending. Uh Oh yeah, because you needed it. You, you needed the help with Linus Allmark and Connor, and Connor Hellebuck. Hellebuck. Yeah, yeah. God, um, he he's he's proven himself. I think he's just at a point now where we see what he's what he is. I think Ottawa just didn't give him a chance, and he's just really shown it that Cam he, Talbot he or Philip Gustafson. Philip Gustafson. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. Cam Talbot was the opposite of what. Uh, yeah, he, he moaned his way out of Minnesota and then didn't he really did. play well. And, and then now he doesn't want to stay out. Yeah. They went with the yeah. old one who was, you know, yeah. the year before had basically given Montreal the series and Josh Anderson yeah. the puck, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, no, we're going to play the guy who hasn't done anything in the playoffs over the guy who's won two cups. I mean, you know, the guy who's uh-huh. clearly the better yeah, goalie. Yeah, I'm sure Adam Walsh will make a big deal about it. I'm going agent provocateur and Adam Wild won't call anything out because now he's a podcast. I'd like to say 2017 Cup, there was a bit of a split in the games between Matt Murray and Mark Andre Fleury. I will say, I was actually pretty angry when Matt Murray was put in instead of Fleury because Fleury basically got them there. I was actually, I was pro Fleury back then. I won't lie. Well, you know, I, was trying to be, I was trying. I know, to I know, I know. I'm just day, saying, you know, like, like the extra stat there. You know. Have we still on the podcast, by the way? Because we mentioned fantasy and passing that Alex overthrew me and is now the gentleman. The uh, uh, we did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. overthrow anybody. Um, but um, yeah, no, this is a nasty series, and I, you know, from what I've seen, I love it, and I love how in the preview it was like Ryan Hartman, and he got the the game one OT winner. Yeah, you know. I when I look like looking at this series um, for Dallas, I I'd say the big guys have shown up, but I found that when the depth isn't scoring, they're not winning games. If you look at the game that they won, look like, yeah, Rupe Hins had a hat trick, but it's not like they didn't get scoring from anywhere else. Like they got scoring from, uh, I believe, um, why well, can't I remember his name? Uh, Dadanov had a goal. Jamie yeah. Ben had a goal, right? Like they they haven't gotten that from, uh, it, it haven't gotten a whole heck of a lot of that from the other games. And I think that's kind of, it's a bit them in, in their two losses. I think there's only so much uh, Jake Onger can do. It's funny because this is like the, the same thing we said when they did make the finals. It's just that they ran into Tampa and then that depth just overwhelmed them. Uh, remember, Yol Kriverenta was yeah. the main story there as the depth guy. And I think it's just to show with the stars is just they've done so well with building up that top six, building up that defense and the goaltending. It's just 
what you need in the playoffs of like rolling out four solid lines. Uh, I just don't see it with them right now. Um, this is a really random thing. It's just like, cause I love posting for every team mm-hmm. on our Instagram, but man, I'm trying to get a Jason Robertson like picture from them, like for the playoffs. Not like, there. There's, there's not, it's not there. <laughs> It'll come. Yeah, weird there. way to disrespect their best player, but whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a little bit. Um, where else do we go here? Yeah, Seattle, Edmonton. Seattle, Colorado. Uh, I meant to say LA. So oh. I meant to say LA, Edmonton. I was looking at it, but in the dock, I have. I was like looking at Seattle and Colorado while I was trying to go to LA, Edmonton. <laughs> Sorry, brain fart. Um. So here's the thing. Um. Listen. Um. I just want to give like quick thoughts on the series. Obviously, I missed last episode. Uh, game one, the Oilers threw away. It wasn't because of the refs. Shut up. Uh, game two, you were good. Fantastic. Yeah. Phil Deneau, by the way. Oiler uh, McDavid, like no even strength points. Phil Deneau, fact, let's go. Uh, thanks for resigning Joel Armie instead of him, Bergevin. Love it. So Mark let's Berge- just look Mark at Berge- something here. Mark, Berge- Mark Bergevin's doing wonders in LA. I, I, hate, I hate that man so much. I hate it. So here's the thing. Uh, is the Oilers got jobbed in game three. I'm not going to deny oh, that. 100%. That was a high stick. Like It was. It just was. It was. Here's the problem. Leo Dreisaitl, uh needs to stop being so pissy. Let's just get something straight. He wasn't called for a slash earlier in the game. It was in sportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, I didn't like that call. Listen, I'm going to say this. Leon, suck it up. You've seen, you haven't liked the refs. You have been very, very public about ripping them in these playoffs. And then what do you think is going to happen? I'm just saying, listen, guys, maybe get some. Like, here's the thing with the Oilers. You got to play some five on five here. A big thing, by the way, why New Jersey did win against the Rangers last game is their five on five play was great. They had a historic power play during the regular season, did the OS, but we need a bit more five-on-five from it, all right? There's still 60 minutes leading up to that. I just need a bit more from them. I am biased here. I do love this LA Kings team a lot. I still think Edmonton are going to win in seven, but just relax a bit, Leon. Don't be so pissy, buddy. You can't go into you know, the little digs uh, like that. You don't have that, that sway in the league. Come on, Leo. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think he should have. The, the fact that he doesn't have that sway is a little more concerning. Um, I, I will say, though. Pissy. I, I do MVP, think, Leon no, Dreisaitl, by the way. Please, don't yes. get me started. Um, <laughs> I, I will say, though, like, I, I do think that unsportsmanlike, call was bush league like i think it's first off it's the playoffs grow up and secondly like have you watched are like do the refs watch what's happening in other series Uh, because to me it's like it's a really good question i'm looking at i'm looking at uh, all the games i've watched i've seen worse things happen after the play so for you to call that unsportsmanlike conduct i just think is a little bush league because it's the playoffs, man. Like, I I don't understand ne- how that's a sportsman-like uh, conduct, to be honest. Um, but with more on the game, like, they got 
they got screwed that it, it in overtime or yeah, yeah, um yeah. That was they, they got screwed like i people keep posting the the clip of the front view like you can see the puck go up but you can't you know the view i'm talking about yes everyone's posting it but that's not the view that proves that it hit it hit his stick if you look at it from the side angle there was a clip uh a clip going around it wasn't shared as much at least on my feed but it 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 touches the stick it touches the stick man like i don't know i don't know what else to say like they kind of got screwed there but um, can we give some credit? I want to give some credit to Jonas Corposalo. Change he, their season. Yes, he has changed their season. It's changed his it, career it, trajectory well, it, in a way. It, it's crazy. No one's talking about Jonathan Quick anymore in L.A. No Quick in L.A. Huh? No. 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 <laughs> I'm just saying, I was, winning does does things. It does. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's no, no, sorry. Clear. I want to be clear. I'm uh no one's talking about um how Jonathan Quick was traded. Obviously, no, people, of course. No, yeah, no, that's, no. What yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. But at the same yeah, time, like oh, yeah. I think for me that was the biggest dark horse trade because Jonas Kopasala wasn't good in Columbus. Do you remember those games he was getting booed by the crowd? Well, sir, before this year he was bad. This yeah. year he was the advanced right. numbers like December onwards, he was amazing. Mm, but I like, like yeah, sorry. Go it's ahead. just kind of like that feeling. Like, what was he gonna perform like? And then he's just been great in LA. And he wasn't even the main part of that trade, or like the way that trade was talked about. Everyone was like, "Oh, Vladislav Gavrikov," because <laughs> no. because uh, Yarmo Kekalainen just forced someone to pay a first and a third. For Yo, I will say, um, Gavrikov's been good lately. He's been good. He reminds me. A bit about Ben Chirot, but like playoff good get away with stuff. Is Vladislav Gavrikov playing on the first pair? Um, I don't actually know. I'm gonna guess not. There we go. It's my Does Vladislav Gavrikov get consummate folks? God, what a freaking take that was. Who said that? That was me. About Ben Chirot. Remember, we had discussions. It was like, oh, he's playing on this ice time. And uh, obviously, if, if had Ben Chirot won, it was going to be Carey Price. But I remember we, we did entertain the conversation that he gets votes. <laughs> Man. Man, I can't wait for that pick to turn into Alexander Fultz. <sighs> Seattle, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the big boy showed up. Uh, no Nakushkin. We don't know how long he'll be up here. It's personal reasons. Uh, we know, obviously, Gabe Landeskog will not be playing in these playoffs. Um, but the big boys showed up. The big boys, I think it was like two or th- two goals for Rantanen. I think it was two, three points for McKinnon, two points for McCarr. Uh, the big boys showed up and are looking at Phil Grubauer and saying, not today, buddy. Not today, yeah. friend. This isn't going to happen, friend. Like, I think you said it before we started recording. Colorado was almost on fraud, ro- fraud watch. Yeah, they were they got close. It got it close. Took, it only took Tanev blowing the kiss to a woman randomly to really <laughs> put the abs back in championship level play. I mean, yeah, I still don't think they're the best team in the West, but you know. Colorado? No, yeah, no. Or, I'm still, no. I still I'm still looking at that catchy spot and thinking, where is that yeah. one? I I think uh the for them to go far in the playoffs, and Georgia has been really good of uh, or has been good. Um, they're gonna need their big boys to step up like they did, I think, last year too. They're just the ish. The thing is, now is they have to replace 
Kadri's production, even though funny enough, he wasn't in a lot of the playoffs last year because he because uh, he was injured. Um, or I think he had a broken finger or broken hand. I don't, I don't remember which one it was. Um, they're just going to need the rest of their guys to take over and fill for uh, Kadri's uh, absence. And I mean, a guy you brought up, Lars Eller, I'd say JT Comfort too. Uh, Lekkinen. Uh, is Lekkinen playing? Evan Rodriguez. Yeah, Lekkinen. Evan, Evan, Rod- Evan Rodriguez. They're going to need those guys to step up too, similar to how they did it last year. Like it, it to me, it's no different than last year. They just need uh, a little more out of the, their depth, unless Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, and Kale McCarr uh, are better than they were last year, which is always a possibility. Or Seattle on Fraud Watch? No, I don't think so. Because I. I think there were people. I think there were people who, um, who I don't think there were many people who thought they were going to win. You know what's yeah. funny to me about the Seattle team right now? So they're you know scoring by committee, analytics darlings. Um, don't have a goaltender, and um, you know what that reminds me of. Um, it reminds me of the Carolina Hurricanes under Ron Francis, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, the yes. How, how dare you say that about Peter Morazic? Yeah, honestly. Um, <laughs> hey man, hey hey, no. don't, don't look don't look at Daniel <laughs> like that. Your Pittsburgh, your your greatest player of all time is in the playoffs because of him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Getting personal. Thank you for listening. Uh, this. No, we, we, we're not done. We're not done. I don't. Seattle's exactly where they're supposed to be. I don't buy they're, it. You don't not buy what? I don't buy Seattle. I haven't for months now. I don't buy it. You know who else doesn't? But they the they finished where people where they should have though. Like they definitely overachieved uh, in the first half of the season. But yeah, they they got in in a, in a conference that sucks in the division that sucks and the last wild card was being fought by a team who sold at the deadline along with Calgary. Also, I, I don't, don't get why you're discrediting them, discrediting, discrediting them for crawling in the playoffs. I just don't buy it. But Jared McCann it. became the score. We all expected I, when he was in Toronto. Sorry. Jared McCann became the score. Yeah, we I can't all deny Jared. When Man, he was Pitts- in Toronto. Pittsburgh could really use Jared McCann. <laughs> they could use Brandon Tanev too. Like there's, yeah. I don't really know. Use John Marino, right? They now. could really use Mark Andre Fleury. They could really, oh, <laughs> they could really use Mike Matheson, right? Oh, um, I know. I, I, still I just buy don't. It. But them at all? I, I don't. What yeah. do you mean? I just don't buy them as a threat. They're, they're. This is their second year in the league. Yeah, well, you know, they're in the playoffs right now. I keep hearing about a oh, you know, great committee by scoring, great shooting percentages, and I just don't buy it. Is it because they didn't make the finals I, in their first year? No, I don't give a crap about that. No, that was <laughs> I'm not trying to com- no, I'm not trying to do the Vegas comparison here. I just don't you know, I mean cool arena. Mm-hmm. But I just don't they just don't tickle my fancy do the uh do the Seattle cracking. Because they're facing I, Colorado, your other favorite team. No, I mean I I we we all know I haven't been super high on Colorado. I have Dallas beating Colorado in the second round. So 
If yeah. Minnesota, my sweetheart from the West, beat my sweetheart this year, I'm gonna be really mad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anything else to say on the playoffs? Uh, no. It's been fun. It, you know, from the few games yeah. I've actually got to watch, it's been hell of a first round. Really fun. Except Carolina. Forget the Islanders. Oh, funny story before we go. Uh, when I was at the Toad last night, they weren't starting the Leafs yeah, game yet. They were still showing double OT for Winnipeg on the TVs. And everyone's like, hey, like, when are you going to switch to channels? Is there already the national anthems for Tampa and Toronto? Uh, it was a crime that that was still on. That's a crime. I've never seen more people complain about that. You like, I just, you know, at the bottom of the screen, I literally said, I know reading is hard. Mm-hmm. I know. No. It, it's it's one of those things that you have to learn when you're a young kid, and I know it's hard. But it literally said at the bottom what channels they're going to be on. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo. Tell you know what? I, I was watching the ESPN feed. Sorry. Yeah. And um, and I, I saw this graphic. They're like, here's this game starting at 8.05. I'm like, wait a minute. An accurate start time. I know. What is this? Honestly. Can Sportsnet start using this? Uh, yeah, uh, it'd be really nice. Baseball but- fans are taking that for granted. We're like, when it's like, it's 7.07. The first pitch is at 7.07. God, I, I would love that. I would. I would. Um, And with that, um, we will see everyone. Well, I, I don't know. I may be here on Wednesday. I may not. Um. It really depends. Mm-hmm. If I do, I'm not going to have a lot to say because I won't be able to watch a lot of this. But um, here's where we stand right now of everything, in case you're wondering. Uh, every team has played three games. Again, the, you know, there's there are games starting in less than an hour here. Florida down 2-1 to Boston. Carolina up 2-1 to the Islanders. Tampa are down 2-1 to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Christophilus, get ready to buy me my, my Pokemon plushie. You bastard. Uh, the Rangers up 2-1 against the Hudson Rivals. Yeah, it's just stupid that it's called that, by the way. Winnipeg down 2-1 against the Golden Knights. Shout out to Daniel taking Winnipeg, by the way. Colorado up against Seattle, 2-1. Uh, Dallas up 2-1 to the Minnesota. No, other way around. Uh, and then LA are up 2-1 against the Edmonton um, nuclear weapons, who right now are yet to be armed, even though they have a lot of points, but whatever. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you next time. We'll see you Wednesday, or you may watch us on Thursday. Whenever you do, the pop filter is freaking messy here. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. We're everywhere where podcasts really are. Um, and I guess we'll see you, yeah, Wednesday. Goodbye. <laughs>